That was the Toy Dolls, Series 1, Episode 1 of The Tube, which was a, a music show that was made in Newcastle in the 1980s. I think it was 1982, possibly. Maybe, maybe even earlier than that. I should have looked that up, really. Freedom Warrior, welcome to the room, mate. Uh, feel free to call in. Um, I'm just chilling out, really. I've been talking to the guy, one of the guys who, the guy who was in, in charge of producing that show this afternoon, which is why I'm, uh, which is why I'm on the tube in the top. All right. Hi, Matt. Let me turn my volume down a bit, otherwise I'll end up feeding back. There we go. All right. Uh, how are you doing? You've been you've been working all weekend, have you? Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was quite a quiet week, so uh, went pretty well. And I always have my weekend on um, Sunday night because they were not allowed to be open on Monday and uh, Tuesday. But that will change next month, I believe. So. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. So now I can relax and have some time to to join the show or to listen to somebody. Yeah, it's fine, man. Um, yeah, I'm just having a chilled out night. So all I was really going to do was watch a bit of the tube. So I'm probably not going to publish anything. We just I'm just going to work my way through season one, episode one, because it's a long time ago. It's forty years ago. This thing. Forty years. Well, yeah. Yeah, my mate, my mate who died was the was one of the one of the producers on this show. Hmm. All right. And so uh, I'm just I was just kind of I was doing a an interview with a guy who produced it this afternoon. So this is where my head is. It's always everything I do on the, on Podbean is just where my head is on that day. <laughs> it's not really consistent enough to be called a show, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I do a little bit similar. I. I I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time to look for articles. I, I do it you know, practically 30, 35 minutes before the show. I check something and, and what I feel, what I resonate with, that's what I go with. And uh, sometimes I forget one or two articles or when I'm tired. Or, uh, But, um, yeah, it's, so I'd also, um, yeah, a lot of the same topics you'll see, but... Um, Generally, I'm not look too much. I don't. Uh, I also do a little bit what I feel, what I need to pick. Yeah, that's how I was doing the the Saturday show that I do. So I, I could be watching anything on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon, but you can guarantee the the video that I played on the on the radio show was the one that I was watching at half past three, and the show starts at four o'clock. So it's literally just working back from half past three. All right. <laughs> But yeah, but you do a lot. You do a lot, and I was still looking for uh, to start an own radio station, and and I'm not so good with the technical side of it. But um, I I've looked to one or two, and uh, yeah, some is more. One is more expensive. One is more um, is, is cheaper, but has less options. I found a really good one, but but that became very technical. What you could do, and then you have to be a little bit of a pro, a little bit in terms of um, of making radios. Um, with a lot of extra options that you could do technically you could really work on the voice and the, and edit all the recordings and yeah that's not yet my expertise so 
So no, I'm not quite there yet. I, I can co- I can copy paste, but that's about my limit as far as editing is concerned. Yeah, I, I, I no. was teaching myself a little bit more a couple of months ago, and I did learn one or two tricks more, but not yet near anything pro- professional. Now, do you use a, a laptop, or do you mostly use your phone? Yeah, I use my laptop, but the problem is I noticed that the quality is pretty poor, the sound quality, and the... Uh, so the last shows I did pre-recorded because of my voice recorder, I'm I'm right on top of it and and it picks up a lot of no, good noise. And the live shows were just yeah, the last few weeks uh, there's not many people that uh, most most people <laughs> came and went, <laughs> so it didn't matter. I still have a few downloaders, so that's all right. But um, yeah, the laptop quality is not so good. So and I also have to invest in. Uh, and it's a little better audio quality and a mixer, actually. Yeah, I, I bought a cheap mixer from China, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> I couldn't get it to work. I'm sure it yeah. does if you, did, if you put the right thing into the right place in the right order. But I couldn't get it to work. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that sums up the whole idea of buying from China. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. It always breaks quickly or, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I've seen some good ones I can get here in Netherlands for a pretty good price, and like three or four um, channels on it um, where you can uh, plug in the noise. And so, yeah, I would like to uh, try and learn a bit that because I really want to get better. And I'm now also doing uh, on other platforms. Every day I do recording, voice recording, in the morning and in the evening just to get better and to find new ways and... uh, just to try, and it's very freeing because it has to be about nothing. It's just do whatever, say whatever. It's just practice anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I that's what I do on a Saturday. That's why I do the Saturday morning show. Uh, I used I, I do it. I just do it as a warm up, so it can be it can either be a technical rehearsal or it can be running through the material that I'm going to use on the afternoon, or it can just be me gibbering on about nothing, just to get my voice warmed up. Yeah, that's a good way, and uh, it freed me a lot. Like sometimes you think, "What am I going to talk about?" Doesn't matter. You talk about. Uh, I was talking about uh, placing a bet online and drinking a coffee. <laughs> it's complete nonsense, but it doesn't matter. It's about practicing. It's about getting the lines right. I I call it also phrasing. It's like music almost. If you want to talk specifically and well, the phrasing has to be good too. So you have to understand the words and learn how to bend it. Uh, I really love that as well in, in terms of recording. Yeah, voice tone. Voice tone's a key thing. You can And you can pass on more than just the words, trust me. You pass on a yeah. whole, lot, whole lot of consciousness with the voice tone and the way you are. And you're passing on your state of being to somebody. Yeah, exactly. It goes... It goes quite far but it's also in a way a little bit if you do it consciously and aware an art form almost like like the great composers knew how to do things and the great speakers and i always had this gift i was as a young child i could talk very quickly was the first thing i did was very very able to to talk at a very young age very fast so and somehow in my life i always unconsciously came in contact with recording devices video or audio and only struck me like a couple of months ago, like, hey, this is probably what I was supposed to do, because 
has keep coming back and I never really asked for it. And I do feel an attraction to it. Yeah, I've always been attracted to the voice recording. My, my mother's uncle gave me a four track reel to reel when I was about eight or nine years old, eight years old probably. And I used to just record me turning the taps on and off in the bathroom and banging, banging pots and pans and shit like that. Yeah, but that's fascinating. If you understand the context, if you tell it to someone who's not interested, they probably say, oh, this is a strange guy. But if you understand the fascination for sound and recording, and then it makes sense. Like, yeah, why not? I mean, there's something, I don't know, there's something magical about recording. If I have a recorder and somehow, even if nobody listens, it's it feels magical at the moment you do it. At least I have that. Yeah, I had that yesterday. I did, a, I did the show I did yesterday was uh, was two two separate topics and I was I was struggling to find a link so it was eugenics and Joni Mitchell were my two my two topics <laughs> yeah. and I, I really couldn't find couldn't find a link so I just yeah, did, I just played <laughs> the videos that I had and then I was talking I had about 20 minutes to go and another another video popped up on the on the list on the side on YouTube. And I thought I hadn't listened to it. I listened to all the others. I hadn't listened to this one. But it was exactly the right length for, for the show. So I just thought I'll play it. And if there's music in there, I'll just skip it. So I played it. And it turned out she was talking about genocide in Ethiopia. So it was exactly the right video to link those two topics together. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's just... So I guess that's also the luck you attract them if you're really into it. Well, I attracted and Google's other algorithm must have already logged what she was saying, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, that so could they, also be. Yeah. yeah, if they were if if they were tracking tracking me playing a video about eugenics and then going through their database for and then did they know that I'm playing, because I was playing it live, so they know I'm playing Joni Mitchell videos and I've just played a eugenics video. So if they've, if they've already, like, transcribed all the, all the stuff in the videos, if you put Joni Mitchell and eugenics together, there's probably only one video that exists that'll, that'll come up with those, that topic in it. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's probably also true, yeah, for sure. But I'm going to take it as synchronicity. I'm taking it as a, as a, a message from God until I'm told otherwise. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got to also put the favor uh, into your own mind, I suppose, you know. Like Absolutely, a, yeah. Absolutely. And, it was great fun, though, and I, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed yesterday afternoon when that – because I didn't, I, it didn't register that that's what was happening until after I'd finished the show. Hmm. But that's yeah, definitely that's what was happening. It, it just it linked the two topics together, and it, the two most disparate topics you could po possibly imagine. Because yeah. like, I like to play with stuff like that. <laughs> I like yeah. I like to play like play with the most obscure things, like put the most unlikely things together, and yeah, see what happens. Cool. And it's just it makes it fun. It makes it more fun than just. They're just talking. If you can pick a couple of random topics and then find a way to bring them together, for me, it's it makes it much more fun. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, yeah, there's a challenge there. There's you know, there's 
there's like the, the grasping of your own mind and the, the challenging like, hey, how am I gonna ever possibly gonna get this connected? It's a little bit, uh, I guess, the fun someone has who's a technical guy who likes to, you know, a mechanic who likes to find also these kind of links, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it took me two and a half days, three days nearly of thinking about it to work out what the videos I was going to play. And then the one that actually links it together was random. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's only so yeah. much planning you can do, but I'd, but I'd literally planned out the show enough that if there was a link there, it would it would be the natural next thing. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty good, uh, interesting way to do it and to challenge yourself and make it more fun because a lot of things become, of course, very plain, very boring if you repeat it. Yeah, so that so that's the kind of way I'm doing doing it at the moment. Rather than just talking, I think the combination of, of me plus two random topics, it just makes it like almost anything can happen from there. So I'm quite happy with that kind of way of doing things. And it fits the style of the show. It's a, it's a kind of it's supposed to be a, a spontaneous type of show. Even though I'm planning it in advance, there's still everything I'm saying is, is unscripted. It's just off the cuff. Yeah, that's good. But that's, that's your style. That's nice. You know, you, you do uh, eventually, I, I think also that's the only way things can work. If you, if it's truly you who was doing it and then you, people will feel it also. So, okay, this is the real thing. It's not somebody uh, trying to be a podcaster or something. And that I have with, uh, with a lot of people from our group, you can say, okay, these people will, are the real thing. They're not wanting to be a DJ per se or, or somebody, but they do it really because they have a concern or really a, a liking to it. Yeah, it's, it is authentic with the, with the folks on here. It's authentic to what they're doing. Yeah, that I liked. And I also what I noticed, um, I don't know exactly how, but when I was on Podbean, all these um, people um, from... Um, um, the, the Eric from Eric Kirk, who, who who helped me a lot, and also um, put a lot of great uh, um, advices and tips to listen to, and I did. And uh, I know a lot of the people of that group that used to come sometimes to the show. I don't see them anymore. I mean, I'm not angry or mad. I don't know what the situation is, but uh, um, yeah, I just found that strange. But I found my own group, so <laughs> with you guys, so let's all go good. But. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they, or maybe they still listen. I don't know. I have no clue. But uh, it was just, people coming uh, in and out. All, I think all the time. It took it took me a year before I did my first show. I had a subscription for a year, and I, I never I, I signed up. I took a look for three or four days. I couldn't work out what to do with it. The first time I looked at it, but I'd already signed up for a year because I was being enthusiastic, and. Uh, so the, the subscription literally just sat there for 12 months. And then I went, oh, shit, it's going to run out. I better make sure there's nothing there that I can do. And I, I sat with it for a couple of weeks, did a, did a couple of trial runs or whatever. Still still was a bit iffy about it, but then I started to get a rhythm to it. And I started to see the potential in Podbean's got huge potential, man. Absolutely enormous potential. Yeah, it's also great that it's so uh, free in a way. I haven't seen them, uh, you know, 
uh, censoring things. I mean, I've heard some people were uh, said they were shadow banned and all that, but that could be. But generally, you can say pretty much what you want still. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the only thing that I'm careful about is is music because I'm I've got I know I've got an audience on Spotify because uh, a guy I guy I know from from this area that I, I used to know about five or six years ago moved to Berlin and I spoke to him last night and he's been listening on Spotify with a couple of his friends over there so I know that I know now where my downloads in, on Spotify are coming from ah right. So I've tracked that yeah. bit of the audience down. Yeah, but Spotify, yeah, that's that could be a problem if you start to play yeah, some uh, famous tunes. Ah. You can't. You just can't do it. They'll ban you straight away. Yeah, they understand. They uh, they own the rights, I suppose, uh, to a big extent. And yeah. plus, they've got their own. They've got an app called the Green Room. Which I was I was testing I was beta testing uh, a couple of months ago and it's okay it's a nice app it's uh it's mostly sports programs and and music programs as you'd expect over there mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's quite similar to, to the way Podbean functions yeah but um, you can also do live shows there yeah, on you yeah, you can do live shows on on the green room green room app. Ah, okay. So that again yeah. is another place to practice. Yeah, exactly. It's a good idea because I I, I was never actually looking for live uh, shows. I I just um, went from uh, SoundCloud and then I found Podbean and then I was still doing pre-recorded shows. And then I saw that hey, there's a live option and I just first thought, oh, it's a joke. So I just did that one or two times. And then I started doing it, and then I said, hey, there's people coming in, people want to call in, and, oh, this, this is new. So I had to get a little bit uh, accustomed to it. And then uh, after a while, uh, pretty sure uh, soon, Eric Eric came on, and he was saying, hey, you got a good show, and he was helping me and promoting me. And, uh, and then I really got into it, because if he were, probably wouldn't have shown up, I, I may have never would have gone on with uh, <laughs> Being, uh, doing live shows. Yeah, Eric, Eric jumped in and helped me the first couple of times I was on as well. And he, he actually yeah. told me to get in touch with you. He told me, he told, he pointed me in the direction of your show. Yeah, and uh, I think um, similar also, I think he uh, told me about your show and many others, and uh, I um, enjoyed listening to them as well. And um, it's just too many to follow. So and I don't know how he does it. He's on it the whole day, I suppose. But, um, he did a lot of good work for many people. Yeah, I think it's, he's part of part of the reason it's working. It's obviously the old man's podcast part of the reason it's working as well. And everybody who's regular, I, I've still got to find a regular slot. I think probably the 8 o'clock in the morning slot might be one of the places that I end up being. Uh my eight o'clock my time. Yeah, that's uh, I think an hour difference here with the Netherlands. Uh, uh, I I I do. Um, uh, South Osman was usually on eight o'clock my here when I woke up like eight o'clock as, uh, or nine o'clock. I used to see hey his show was on. Yeah, he's but, been uh, he's been, he hasn't been on the last week or so. 
And Axiom was on for, for a while at 8 o'clock, but he hasn't been on for a while either, so I, I don't know what, whether they're going to end up doing shows again. But if they don't, I'll jump onto that slot. Yeah, we have to find out, because it would be uh, cool to um, keep those shows a little bit alive. And that's why I actually wanted to get this uh, this station. I'm still looking at it. But yeah, the, the technical side's cost me a bit of time to figure that out. But the, the, the options, some of the options I saw look pretty good. Yeah, I, I, the one I'm, the station that I set up is on radio.co, which is a little bit more expensive, but they do... Uh, they do automated marketing onto Twitter and Facebook for you. Uh huh. So yeah, that's, Facebook that's I don't have. But. Twitter, Twitter, I get people from. That's the only one I've got set up. But I do, but I do get an audience from there. And obviously, it's costing me a bit more money, but it means I don't have to constantly post tweets about the new shows and what have you. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the main part, the whole marketing uh, of it. I mean, you can attract people quite quickly, but it's more, uh, yeah. And, and then the aspects, if you really want to earn from it, it's uh, you must have some real uh, uh, loyal people who love what you're doing. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really put any advertising or any affiliate products or anything on there at the moment. It's just it's just uh, stuff that I like on that's on YouTube. Stuff that I borrowed off YouTube and my old shows, some of my old shows. Yeah, because this is also what I thought. Like, in in terms of if you all, all the time think think in terms of being a podcaster, it's there's already so much out there. So that's why I also changed my mind to say no. I'm, I want to be a, a, a what I call a recording artist. I'm I'm working with recordings, so I take a different point of view now from the whole podcasting idea to being a recording artist recording stuff getting good with your words with your phrasing with learning how to interview people and steering things the right way that's also a, a little bit of an art yeah there's a skill to it there's a there's a well there's a skill to all of these things it just takes practice i mean i'm used to running uh, philosophy groups or part, like co-hosting philosophy groups so I can I can kind of gauge gauge where a group's going, and I'm used to doing that, but in a in a room rather than online. I used to do it years ago online in uh, Yahoo Chat. This is oh, going yeah. back to the, the late 1990s Yahoo Voice Chat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used Very to do early on. yeah, absolutely. I used to do Sunday night meditations. And I was literally typing the meditation out with a with a, a group in the room of twenty people sometimes, hmm. and then they would and they would they would type feedback at the end of it. So I was doing it as a voice, sometimes as a voice thing, but mostly because I didn't have the technology. All I had was like I was running on a on a fourteen point four board modem at the time, so there wasn't really much capacity for sound even. It like sounds like you're talking about the seventies. <laughs> it's it's a long time ago. We're we're literally talking about twenty five years ago. Yeah, true. That's yeah. You forget, yeah. Jeez. I'm good, man. Man cave sound. I'm, I'm good. Uh, welcome, Sean. Uh, welcome, Dark Bear. I don't know who's still here. People hey, pop hey, out. I haven't, seen, uh, I haven't checked. 
Man Cave and Sean are still here. Ah. Well, nice. Well, good to see them. Yeah, so I mean, we've got to open this up. If you want to call in, you're welcome to call in. Either of you, we're just having a conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, I follow, I follow you on Mixcloud. I'm, I'm testing it for live, uh, live streaming stuff. Hi, Sean. Welcome. We're not really, we're not really talking big, heavy topics. We're just kind of gibbering on a little bit because it's Sunday and we don't. Uh, we're, it's just, it's just a conversation. No, there's no politics here. No heavy topics at all today. No, we're just talking. Oh, I was ready to get. I was ready to go all in on uh, some symbols and stuff. But if you want to switch gears, I understand completely. Hey, well, how is everybody? What's up, Man Cave Freedom Warrior and Radio Project? Thank you for having me on this program on this lovely Sunday day in the United States of America, in the state of Virginia. It's good to see you. Guys. Yeah, welcome, man. Thanks for joining. Yeah, good to see you again specifically, sir. What's going on? Ah, my weekend started because I work always from um, Wednesday to Sunday. So now it's my weekend, Sunday night here. And I was just um, talking in the app with uh, Mr. Radio Projects. And I was asking, is anybody doing a show? And then he jumped on. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll join you because, you know, I'm free now. i got time to uh, spend some time to chat. So... And it's good not to be always involved in the heavy political stuff. Sometimes it's good to just have a chat. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, everybody wants to kind of let loose, not let loose, but let their hair down a little bit, you know, kind of relax. You can't stay in fight or flight permanently. It's not good for you. <laughs> no, exactly. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit overwhelmed. There's too much news from both sides, whether it's mainstream or alternative. So I, I just pick some of it, and then uh, I, I try to stay in my uh, positive uh, energy. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what they say, no news is good news. Here we are. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how is it over there? What is your situation now? Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm preparing. I'm going to be going out and enjoying some of this warm weather as we start to approach the fall, autumn season. So I can hopefully grab some sun rays and get a good workout. I'm going to try to shake some of the cobwebs and get lifted up <clears throat> to prepare for my uh, program tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Not a plug, but... If you guys want to stop by, same thing. Probably uh, no serious topics tonight. Just kind of powwow. Uh, if anybody, ha you know, recollect. If anybody has anything that uh, insights from the week, any cool stories, any mishaps, any wacky stuff, you know, maybe if you met a girl or I don't know what, but uh, any heads up for the week ahead, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, a little a, a toast here and there, maybe a smoke and, and some music. Yeah, yeah, that's great. good. Great to be here with, with some real men, with some yeah, toxic masculinity up here. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it cozy. <laughs> yeah, man. If I if I had a beard like the one that you have in there, that's thick. I would probably scare the hell out of myself because it'd be me and then my extra entity, uh, the beard. 
as a solid grizzly man. <laughs> yeah, so we are, uh, we're preparing for the show. Well, that's, that's good. Is, do you have a lot of people coming to your show? Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a feeling like if I was more serious about it, I think I could climb into the top 20, top 10. I do. I think I do. I, I don't know. Actually, um, last last weekend I got super pumped up because I got blessed in the morning with a live set from Man Cave down below. If he's still here, I know he comes and goes pretty quick. But uh, he, he knows that I prefer house music over drum and bass, which is like kind of his forte although he's not limited to that. And he put on like a uh, mini set for me that morning, and I, I went from there to work. It was it was brilliant. It was brilliant, supercharged for the rest of the day. Oh, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, last night I did, a, I did a good live. I actually did it off Wi-Fi from a Burger King, <laughs> Burger King, and it was great. I had people from all around the world, and I showcased um, – different style musics from uh, New York and performed a little bit of live uh, freestyle hip hop myself. And, um, it was a blast. Had a, quite a handful of people. Um, yeah, I, get, I, I think the most I've ever had, honestly, was like probably 15 or 17. And then I got so nervous I couldn't look at the screen. Like, oh shit! Like all of a sudden the buttons weren't working, and I'm like, ah, oh, my hand's shaking. <laughs> the pressure sounds, of the show uh, business. It sounds great just to use the Wi-Fi from McDonald's and then to do a show and uh, to reach so many people. Yeah, it was hilarious. And I guess the uh, the police state and the local Gestapo stayed home for. I guess they had the evening off because nobody messed with me, and it was all smiles for the evening. No, that's good. That's very good. Uh, I've done shows all from from every cafe in Newcastle over the last three years, I think. Oh, that's way cool. Yeah, and if you have like a headset or something, they don't think you're they not they don't even know you're doing a show or something. They just think you're chatting with someone on the phone. That is yeah, also something. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yesterday morning, I, I, I actually I've been doing this talk the power walk. It's where you know you walk the talk, talk the walk. Yeah, I just I'm at work delivering door to door flyers for four hours of part time work, and I like uh, do it with a weight vest and I chit chat with people. I can't see the text because I'm I'm probably walking at like three, four, five miles an hour, Get, just killing it. But it's like a two or four hour power walk. Every, you know, you don't have to walk with me, but you can dance or be goofy or clean the house or whatever. But that's kind of the motive motivation. I like to do that early Saturday morning. It's a good four-hour walk. Yeah, that's good. I'm also a walker, but if I'm free, I have the tendency to sit a lot. So I really, and I have a, a very active friend who also tells me, "Go out. Why aren't you going out? Take a six-hour walk. Six hours, man. How am I supposed? I walk. I do walk a lot, but." At the most, maybe two hours. But he's always saying, "You gotta go out. You gotta walk." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a good thing to to take people on for a walk. I mean, generally, I'm already a walker, but um, yeah, on my free days, I need to work a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, all right, sharing. I actually this season swimming. I only typically do it during the summer, but 
I was able to start off on like a like probably like good, like a hundred percent four times uh, better kick. Like I actually had to develop to freestyle kick on the very first day based on just working five days a week for work. Um, also, last I think maybe two weeks ago, I ran a little like I think it was eighteen miles guesstimate. And that was without maintaining running. Again, that was just from delivering flyers five days a week at work. Now, it wasn't like the fastest time ever, but like to be able to maintain leg strength and to, to even like just from walking, I'm like, so I guess that could be really an encouragement for everybody to get started no matter what fitness or level you're at um, around the world if you ever hear this. so And you get the uh, therapeutic, uh, it's a very carthetic, therapeutic, I say that right, and um, yeah, the benefits, and then other people get to see you walk around without a mask, and you get to, you know, show the world yeah. what, <laughs> what it could be like again. You know, I don't know. So there it is. Ta-da. That's a good thing. Yeah, a very good thing. All these things help. You know, if it's even if it's just a walk, they they, they know. And like um, I mentioned also on my show a couple of times that in Japan they call the you have to go into the forest they call it wood wood baths you know going in for thirty minutes and it's so good for you the smells the the reconnection with the brain with nature and and that all ties in so taking a walk is not just taking a walk there's so much happening so so I'm very always learning a lot la- lately the last months like how this really connects and that it's not just what it is it's much more. So it's a good thing you do that. Yeah, you 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 really hit the nail on the head with that one. There's so much more happening. And then I wonder what I wonder I know you didn't want to get deep today, but I bet you there's so much more happening than even even beyond that that we don't even realize. You know, like maybe even a spiritual level. Oh yeah. I kinda sure. thought maybe on a comedic level. What what about the animals that are witnessing us in our phone trances? I wonder just like we're getting back to nature for our health and well being and peace of mind. What if the animals are like, Hey uh, guys, can you put the phones down for a second and come back over here and uh, I don't know. <laughs> just walk around. Yeah. What if the animals are like thrown off and miss us too? They're like, Hey, come back. Yeah. It's reality <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a good idea because we are also animals, but we've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, some, yeah. some more than others, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. I mean, getting a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You have no clue how they look at us, and they know a lot more because it's always fascinating. I, I was a big killer whale fan, you know, and uh, but and sometimes you see these amazing stories that there was some story in Canada where there was a, a lost. Um, whale from the, from his spot. He was always swimming there and the people were very kind to him and they got to know him, the fisherman. And one day the fisherman couldn't find a way back to the bay and he happens to swim there, this killer whale. And he guides them. No matter they, how he knew that they were in trouble, that they couldn't find a way back, we don't know, but he, he guided them all the way back to the harbor. So that makes you think, what do they know sometimes or see, feel more than that we think? So that's a little bit reminded me what you just said as a joke but you know what what could they possibly see and feel more than what we could ever imagine yeah that's um that's um that's quite the whale tale my friend <laughs> 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 
There's lots of those deals, but uh, that is amazing, though, right? That is pretty cool. Is How cool. they know? It's it's incredible. They, I mean, I read books about spirituality where they say everything is connected, so that must probably then be the answer. But we don't know until we know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe Thanks some are just not obstructed by the by the mind, the animals that just feel and live and do what they're, you know, born to. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe um, I always I always thought they're probably entrusted with a little bit more, you know. I mean, think about it. If you and I try to live in the wilderness for any, I don't know about you. Let me just speak for myself. Maybe you're like a John Rambo rugged type, but I'm I guess I'm a guy from the nineties. If I try to live in the wilderness for a week, I'm probably going to die. Let's face it. I, w- I would love to believe that I'm macho, but I don't think I can pull it off. Now, my friend the Red Cardinal, or Hummingbird, would beat my ass in survival. <laughs> they would they're like, just naturally, mm, yep, wintertime. I'm like, what? How is a hummingbird tougher than me? I guess the hummingbird's thinking is like a different perspective. Attitude is everything. The hummingbird's like, well, how could I not be tougher than you? I mean, look at you. (laughs) Yeah. And and the hummingbird doesn't lose his way. And a lot of humanity has, unfortunately. uh, (laughs) For sure. Yeah. That's when, that's when you, that's when we grow wings is when you want to go to like uh, degenerate. (laughs) <laughs> when loss of humanity, then it's like, oh, we have wings. We're uh, perpetuate a full momentum towards uh, <laughs> embarking on this. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the spectacle to watch. But but um, yeah, it, I think it will it will it will transform. It will uh, change again. But um, it's sad a little bit to root. Because it's actually what you said, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, hey, how do I, how do you get out of the system? How I cannot just survive in the wilderness, exactly. But now I'm starting to think, wait a minute. But once you find your way back with a certain level of reconnection with nature, you will know, and you don't have to be afraid because there is some part that knows. That's what I believe personally, and I feel also that's the choice now that we are um, dealing with. Uh, considering what our governments are doing, you can either go along or you got to go find your way back with that reconnection. Because if you don't, you're you're probably stuck with whatever they're going to push for. Right. And uh, right. and uh, and if you find your way back with the connection with nature, you will find out there's nothing to fear because that's where we came from in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah. I think um, we just is paramount is huge um i am going to reflect on that throughout the next few weeks that was a big deal my friend thank you for yeah. that insight yeah it's it's, it's so and, important and uh, i i'm also sorry i didn't want the the to you know come between what you were going to say but um nope uh it's a free country I also uh, it's feel a free uh, country. It's really not. Nice. <laughs> no, no. The more they say it, the less free it became. <laughs> I just lo- I lost two rights during this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. there goes another right. <laughs> yeah, but they become meaningless then. 
Well, if you stack up enough meaningless ones, you can make a bridge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of that crap. Uh, only thing I still wanted to say uh, was to mention that I'm already doing this for a couple of weeks uh, to to realize also, um, that, and and to say to the people who who probably want to or need to hear it at some level that um, you know that that people are better than they think they are and also bigger than they think they are. And once you get that concept a little bit around, you can maybe reconnect to something again, and then. You'll, you'll be somewhat free. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And every, it, it applies to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I put so much on my shows all the time. Now, lately, a lot of things, uh, uh, good people with good insights about fear and uh, what, what the deal is with this thing. And uh, the, the constant running away for it. And yeah, we have no more time to run away from fear. <laughs> That's what I feel. Yeah, the the way to the way to let go of it is to accept that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Krishnamurti said, you, it's it's you. You know, it's part of you. you know, it's not it's not somewhere. It's some somewhere. It's in you. You know, and yeah. It's different from danger, of course, but um, yeah, the fear is this is one thing that if that goes, and, and then the whole thing changes, the whole circus changes. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if you if you're sensibly not frightened, then you can do anything. And I'm, yeah. I emphasize the sensibly part of not frightened. <laughs> Sometimes there's a reason to be frightened and sometimes there's not and you've just got to know which is which. Yeah, that's the trick. I mean, of course, if, if they come and take your family or they kill your daughter, of course, that's a very frightening experience. But but then then the choice is still somewhere, as uh, Gary Sukup said very well, like the choice is still somewhere in a part of you from what part you're going to choose to react. And that's the hard part. <laughs> like, yeah. It's true. There is money parts to you. It's not just the angry part. There's also a good part. But yeah, yeah. Courage wouldn't exist if fear didn't exist, because courage yeah. is overcoming fear. Yeah, exactly. True. Until it's probably not needed anymore. But uh, I, I do think it's also probably tied into a certain uh, energy form. Because if I think about the Vikings, I think about fearless people. I think about being in that energy form where they were one with nature and they were not afraid to take a little boat across the ocean. Yeah, exactly. That's some, that's some real powerful energy. Yeah, from, from South America to the Philippines to it was literally over an ocean. Yeah, on a, really, on a it, small boat, trusting that you're going to get enough fish to live. Yeah, and probably right. knowing uh, also how to survive, even if that's, I mean, then no fear. You know, it's, it's incredible. And, you can hardly imagine that. And they probably built the boat in the first place. Yeah. By hand, with wood. There it is. Yeah, that's real living, being one with everything. You know how it works, and then you, you, there's no fear. I mean, you, probably you realize that that is not even real. So, I mean, that that is a real level of living. You, you, and you have an, 
uh, enormous radiation within you. I mean, a friend of mine, he was on a trip and he said, I met some people who were living somewhat outside the system and they had a huge a lust for life, a huge, beautiful shining from their eyes. They were free in a, in a certain way. And then yeah, you start. I can believe that. You can see yeah, that. Totally, I can totally see something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I feel that very strongly. That, uh, um, yeah, that this is what happens when you when you can reconnect, when you can be out there and, and breathe the fresh air and do what your rhythm is and what your passion is and and you know and do the things that are healthy, connecting, and then you are a completely different human. Um, that's not the real, that might not, that's not the real ink. That's not the real ink at all. <clears throat> There's no way. Uh, I would just was on, no, that's a uh, troll down there in the bottom. Oh, I, I didn't even pay attention. I'm not even looking. <laughs> uh, he's on anyway, but, he, but he's, he's not going to get to speak because I'll just mute him. Very cool. So actually, you know what, you, you Wow. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so you, I'm actually, what you're talking about freedom, uh, is, I'm starting to see this manifest in smaller ways and pop culture. You see, um, just the other day I had, um, a conversation with the boss, the new boss's son about van life and hooking up vans. And he openly admitted that he had a friend that did it. He did it for a little bit. You know, souping up vans so you can live out of a van and just traveling and just enjoying that and not chasing after pesos or chasing a pension. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked about wanting to do it, and that was, like, my goal coming up. And and um, so what I'm saying is, like, there was a time not too long ago where that would have been a shameful thing to mention. Like, it would have been you, you were reduced in society by, you know, your job wasn't good enough, et cetera, so you're living in a van. But now I think you. But now I think you. People are really I don't drink. I don't cuss. I want to ride on the front of the bus. Right. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, not only is it respectful now, but it's uh, prosperous to, to search after life and that freedom that you were talking about that those people had in their eyes, that people are looking to chase that now rather than uh, having uh, four or five SUVs, et cetera, all the, all, the, all the conundrums that we've been kind of stuck in up until this point. Now, also, I know you didn't want to get deep, but I just, ha- I just, I can't hold it in anymore. One, one, one yeah, quick no, thing. Matter. So, as far as TV and pop culture goes, I also noticed, like starting like a decade ago, these mini home shows, and then the caravan living shows, where like the the girl who's living in a van on that on the, that episode that day, they always happen to be attractive. They have a pet dog. It's like. You know, here's this nice thing, and they don't look haggard at all from living in a van for four or five years. I'm like, really? Like, that thing wouldn't fall apart? It's so what I'm saying is, like, those shows seem to be, like, actors are fake. And I'm wondering, like, because I just feel like we've been controlled and lied this whole time. Like, I wonder how much those shows were put ahead of this whole COVID-19 thing to kind of 
proposition people in a way like basically they knew when they came out with uh, these egregious mandates and such that people would be forced eventually to either like you said go with whatever that's put in front of us or get back to what we already have inside and go be in nature and um i know i know they know enough that they know that we're going to react a few ways. Like if they play E4, they know that we're either going to come out with E5, like Knight F6, or I might open up with the Sicilian and the, the C5 or something. You know, there's like three things that are mainly going to happen on the knowledge tree. And I think that's one of them. So I'm just wondering how much of pop culture was really put in front of us to kind of to kind of massage that in. Just throwing it out there. I know we weren't supposed to get – maybe that's not no, deep. I don't know what you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's early. <clears throat> yeah, it's very. Uh, it seems to be very. Uh, yeah, a control tool. A lot of it, I think. Uh, you can you can now see when it's real and when it's not. You like you said, you can see that. I mean, if your perception is good enough, you'll see like okay, this is like a movie. You see, this is not real. You know, you you cannot shoot like that. You know, you cannot fight like that. And, and, and you see it also. If you've seen real people who are really free, you'll see that there's an expression like none other. You can you cannot just act that. So, yeah, that you can see. And uh, whether it that will be done deliberately, that I don't know. Probably, but um, could be. But there's a lot of um, uh, predictive programming, as you call it. Yeah, for sure. That. Uh, that I definitely like all the movies that are coming out with apocalypse and this and that and constant reminding of the Second World War. There's a lot of programming in, in that sense. Yeah, the the apocalypse movies are what sells. So it's all about what people are prepared to pay for. I think all that stuff and uh, disaster movies always always make money. Yeah, of course, there's also a psychological aspect to it, I suppose. So they know, of course, how to sell their movie, their product. So that's the other side of it. Yeah. But um, I do feel uh, that, that there is... That's why I don't... I couldn't go to the movies anymore, even because it's so much um, political stuff in it. You, you, and you don't want to see that. You want to see a good movie, a good actor, an actress, a good story. But not not this propaganda, this political pro propaganda, always in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes it easy for me that I don't have to go anymore. I think the, the last movie I went to see was The Joker. Mm. And that was quite quite a heavy movie. Yeah, with uh, the latest one, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, two and a half hours of uh, sent into madness. So interesting because it's it's all it all seems to be a, a psychopathic fantasy that from his uh, bed in the in the psych ward. From what I saw of it, it was it was kind of all part of that kind of uh, imag psychopathic imagination thing. Mm -hmm. But a very powerful movie, nonetheless. That was that yeah. was in the that was in the mass consciousness for a long time before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good movie, at least in a lot of aspects. Yeah, 
but yeah, it, it could be yeah, like making people somewhat getting used to, uh, to to this kind of thing, or 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 it came out because of it, it has been observed a lot. Uh, so yeah, could be. Yeah, it's difficult to know people's motivations for things, but part of it, part of it's obviously making a profit. Part of it might be political sometimes. Yeah, it's of course a great tool. You, you can, if if it was used for the right means, it could have done a lot of good, also, I suppose, and and, and also a lot of psychology. Um, but little things I read about it also sometimes recommended people go to the movies if they have. Uh, difficult with certain experience because they can see that from another angle in movies or something so there is there's some good to it also but it it i think as a medium it could have been used much better for us as humans uh, just like radio and all that there's always a good and a negative side to it there is there's always more there's more than two ways to look at things usually Yeah, and that that's the trick, I believe. If that's the that's the problem why we're so easily divided, because if you don't if you do not keep your mind open and realize uh, that you're not that you don't know 100%, and that you always um, should take in at least a little percentage of another option, so that you can still keep going straight on and not being stuck in the left or the right. That that will make the difference, and that's a. Uh, that's pretty difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, people like certainty. There are everybody, everybody's attracted to certainty. So uh, when, when the other option is I don't know anything or I know very little and I'm looking or I'm keeping an open mind, it's, uh, it's less attractive than certainty for, for most people, including me. I like certainty a lot of the time as well. Yeah, of course. It's always very nice to have uh, to have this, and um, but uh, it's it's not necessary. Certainly, it can only be also achieved when you keep open in a way. I mean, if you if you close, if you go for one thing uh, completely, you you block out the other little possibility. It's uh, yeah. You don't have the full uh, security, actually. <laughs> but it depends maybe also a little bit on what uh, on what sort of thing we're talking about. Because in some things, there can be certainty, of course. I think we can just wonder. It's, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of chilling, so I'm not really too too stressy about politics tonight sometimes I, I get that way and sometimes usually for two or three days I'll get intense about something and do the re do some research and post some shows about a particular topic and then then I let go again and see where it takes me yeah also it's hard to to because it changes so quick it's just so uh, it's so different every time and so quick that you cannot even hold on to it too long. At least that's what I have. Like, okay, this is happening at. Uh, it's maybe also on purpose, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. If you want to follow everything, it's it's too much and too quick. So for me, uh, I, I take what is needed. I, I I use my 
feeling to say, okay, this is what I need to know now, and that's what I need to know, and the rest you cannot cannot follow at all. You would be too much. No, that's it, man. That's it. We've just, we've just hit the, the one hour mark. So I think that's probably yeah. time to wrap up. Yeah, that was a pretty good show. I like it. They they always are, man. They always are. Doesn't matter where you start, you just always get to a good place. You just yeah. gotta let it. Now we had a third we had a third guest there, it was great. Yeah. So it, it's doing good. I might I might put a, a regular regular Sunday night show into my on my list of things to do. Because so at least we've had some we've had some uh, interaction, so that's good. Thanks for coming in, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, Freedom Warrior, as always, appreciate your company. Yeah, thanks. I uh, really enjoyed it, man. Same, likewise. All right, that's good. So I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm trying to keep everything to about an hour. Uh, and I'm, All right. my, my brain doesn't function after about 20 minutes, so that was doing pretty good. For me. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, guys. I'll see you next time. Well, thanks. Ouch. See you next time.